Destiny is not fixed. If you don't keep accepting new ideas and have a growth mindset that things can be learned and also unlearned from our past, what is the point? Because then every day is just the same. You're listening to Wild Creative, a podcast designed to inspire new ways of thinking, evoke wild ways of being, and excavate enriched understandings about our purpose, creativity, and wellness. I'm your host, Emma Kvetna, maker and mystic, teacher and writing coach, entrepreneur and Sagittarius. I am joining you today from the traditional territories of the Mi'kmaq people in Nova Scotia, Canada. Without further ado, let's explore the wild creative. Hello, welcome to today's episode. I have always been one to recommend journaling to people anytime they're struggling with something. I've been journaling since I was a kid. It's an extremely important aspect of my life, actually, to not only capture everything that's happened to me, but also to capture my reactions to things, and more importantly, to process experiences. For me, there's truly no better way to do that than to sit down with my journal and pen and just write. My journaling sessions are not quick. I often journal for, I don't know, like one to two hours usually, sometimes half an hour if I'm being quick about it, but there's really no right or wrong way to go about it. And the amount of epiphanies I've had, the amount of clarity I've gotten just from journaling is off the charts. It's just astounding. And it's something that I can always rely on without fail to get me through things. And I'm so pleased I got to talk with my guest today about journaling, as it has become something that's also big for her in her life too. So my guest today is Kat Correa. Kat connects women to their authentic voice and inner wisdom through journaling, as well as with affirmation and wellness cards. Kat's affirmation deck and journals are featured on Amazon, in retail and gift shops across the U.S., and are also used by yoga instructors, mastermind teachers, and retreat leaders. Her private membership community, Miracle Minutes, provides daily guided journaling and is enjoyed by women of all ages around the world. Kat believes that when we learn to rely on our inner guidance and wisdom, we move through the world feeling more centered and connected. Kat joined me today via Zoom from her home in Texas. Hello, Kat, and welcome to Wild Creative. Hey, Emma. I'm really excited to be here. I've been waiting, I think, months for this. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I remember when we first talked, and we, we talked quite a while, actually, and you told me about your cards that you do, and yeah, I remember we were both very excited for today. <laughs> so here right. we are finally in the future. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Happy to be here. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to start off by getting a little bit of a back story background on where, where you've kind of come from in your journey to get to where you are today with what you're doing with your business. And I, I remember that 2020 you had said was a big change for you. I mean, it was for lots of people, but it seems like that was a turning point for you in many ways. So can you tell us a bit more? Yeah, it really was. I mean, up until 2020, I was, you know, an adult living the adult life, you know, working career husband, and then 2020 hit and everything stopped. Everybody was at home and it was nothing but horrible news on TV and it, it was kind of like time stopped. With all the news, with all of the events around the world, 
it was just a real time of like despair and depression and anxiety and wondering what horrible news we're going to hear the next day. And it was really a downward spiral for me. We, we weren't eating well or taking care of ourselves. I was drinking too much wine. I wasn't sleeping well. Mm-hmm. All of that clearly showed on my face, which again, just kind of made you feel even worse about yourself. Right. So yeah, of course it was about the summer. Um, so about, you know, five months in and mm-hmm. I, I just knew I needed to turn things around. I just knew that I needed something else to look forward to every day and something mm-hmm. creative to do. And so I started writing haiku poetry and I like haiku because it's almost immediate gratification. It's very short, five, seven, five syllables and three lines. So I would just enjoy the mornings on my back patio and write some haiku about the birds and the butterflies and the squirrels. And that was really like a turning point for me because Mm -hmm. I had a creative outlet. I was doing something other than just thinking about the pandemic and, you know, there was no vaccine yet or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. I think we've all kind of forgotten how bad it was for a lot of people. Yeah. But so the writing really gave me something to look forward to. And I just started filling up this little spiral. I had this little six by nine journal. And then I started writing haiku in more, um, like positive affirmation style language, really uplifting. Mm -hmm. And it was no longer strictly about nature, which haiku pretty much is all about nature, right? But I I was pivoting what I was writing about and it was the words I needed to hear. It was the uplift I needed and the positive language and, you know, really bolstering myself with these affirmations. And um, it was about into the fall now. I had started a haiku group on Facebook. It was now like October, November. And I looked at my spiral and I had probably 30 or 40 of these haiku affirmations. And I thought, you know, what if this could be something? What if this could be something to help other people? Or, or, you know, what could this be like a calendar? Could it be a deck of cards? Could it be just a little, a little tabletop book or something? And you know how, when your mind latches onto a fun idea, it just kind of takes off. Yeah. And you just start thinking all the possibilities and all the fun. And so then in like around December, January, I thought maybe I could start a little side business and sell this affirmation deck. And so I did. (laughs) Here we are. I know. Awesome. Two years later, it's crazy to think how quickly time flies, but also how much you can do in a short amount of time. Right. And as you said, when you put your mind to it and you have that thought, you kind of latch onto it. And it's almost like there's a before and after. It's like the thought is so specific. It's like, what was life like before the thought happened? And now it's like, oh, I could never go back to that. Now that I have this idea in mind to do this thing, it's like, that's it. I'm right. Get out of my head now. So. And I did. I just, I plowed ahead. I started figuring things out and Googling things. And, you know, I was pretty good with software anyway. So I just started a little publishing software tool and creating this deck of cards. Yeah. So I've never published a deck of cards before. I mean, who who has really? It's not very common. But so how, what was that process like then? How did you get it printed and pro- and designed and everything? You know, first I had to, first I was just writing the poetry. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to categorize them and create seven categories based on the seven chakras. And then I was like, oh, that's perfect. Well, now I have my colors And now I have the chakra categories. Well, now I just, I can't have 30 or 40. Now I need 70 because I want, (laughs) I want 10 cards per category and I want what I want. And so (laughs) I didn't even research other affirmation decks, Oracle decks, tarot decks. I didn't even research sizes or publishers. I just went ahead with 
making what pleased me and making, mm. you know, a tidy little square and doing my front and back designs. And then I started researching printers and paper thicknesses and box styles and things like that. And if I do it again, maybe when I do it again, I will start, this is a hint, I will start with the box and the paper and the printer and then work backwards. (laughs) Ah, Yes. But I was just having fun. Because you found it hard to narrow down once you'd created the work or just too you know it wasn't it was fairly easy finding printers there are several companies yeah. that do it and some are print on demand and some are bulk print and you buy them up front yeah but uh, the trickiest part was the boxes and they do come in standard sizes and they are very specific in whether it's a you know a usual deck of cards like aces and kings and queens that's a very specific size bridge cards are a very specific size tarot cards are very specific So um, I would start there because to make a custom box for my deck, and I really did want like a nice square that would, that's a custom job and it's, Mm -hmm. it's fairly expensive. So I don't have a box for my deck. They're just shrink wrapped and I have them in these really elegant little sheer organza bags, which I like because you can, you know, once the deck is opened, they go back in the bag. Yeah. You know, I am thrilled with my deck. I love my deck. I love it just the way it is. Yeah. And it sits on my desk every day and I do card pulls for myself and I, you know, I write a message to myself on the back, you know, because that's that messages to myself. So mm-hmm. I use them just the way they are. I love them. I have people that use them and love them just the way they are. So I don't think I'll change them. I did think about changing the design and the style and I thought, I thought, no, this is what I wanted. It's what I loved. Yeah. It's a product of a time that you were going through when they meant a lot right. to you. So you don't want to. Right. Change and I love them. I do. I love the way they look. I don't. I don't want to reshape the size of the cards, and I don't yeah. want to make them taller and narrower because <laughs> that wasn't. You know, I just want what I want, and I think yeah. most people just want what they want. <laughs> yes, I think that's a good way to be when you're a creative and an artist. Just want what you want, and the rest will follow suit. Right, and then they'll people will connect with it or they won't, but exactly. it's yours, and you're 100 percent behind it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm sure at some point in our talk today, we should definitely do a card poll or two, uh, just for fun to see what comes up. Um, but before we get to that, because I want to touch on some of the things that you were talking about earlier, and so I just want to say about writing, like it really is such a way that it can save us. Like it really can do. It does something for us, like our soul. Like it mm-hmm. just. I, I find that with journaling too, not just like creative writing, but journaling is a big one for me. And yeah, having the haiku, that's such a good container to play within because it's focused, gives you something like a task to do. So I could see how that would have helped in mm-hmm. 2020. Um, yeah. So what, what, so when you were doing those, did, did you feel, cause you said something there about how you were writing them to yourself or writing them for yourself. So do you feel like something about your soul or something inside you rescued you or something? Or like, how do you think you found that strength? I I was writing what I needed to hear. And when I would hear a phrase or the turn of a phrase or see something and go, oh, that's a haiku right there. It's just waiting to be written. It's right there. I just need to go sit down with my spiral. I did feel like I, not that I was pulling it out of me, but like I was channeling it through me. Right. Like I was able to tap into my higher creativity Mm-hmm. and pull pull down these ideas. And that's very invigorating. It's very mm-hmm. exciting when all of a sudden you're in this state of just the creative process and like you're not thinking about anything else. You're just there writing and 
you know, within the 17 syllables of the haiku, you know, you might be, and I did this, counting a few syllables on my fingers. Is this the best play of words I can do? Can I make it be more poetic and interesting with the words I choose? You know, I you can say the same message, but if you can elevate the delivery of it, for me, I loved that little challenge. But I did feel like it awakened something in me yeah. because I, I felt kind of dead and dormant from mm-hmm. a lot of 2020. And it was a real turning point because then I had, um, you know, I had a reason to get up in the morning with a clear brain and grab my yeah. pen because I enjoyed that time. I made, I made that time to do something different. And so then I was kind of on a different path and people do have to choose that sometimes if you're not, yeah. if things aren't working out or you're not happy with yourself or the, or the way things are going, you do have to like pause and pivot and ask yourself what's really important and you know, what can I do differently? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like we, we have a built-in healing system and we just have to figure out a way to access it. And for you, it sounds like haikus and the writing and the affirmations was, that was it. Because right. once you figured that out, you're on your way, you know? Right. Yeah. I think a bigger portion of that too, when things really started to take off with, with my creativity, was starting the haiku group on Facebook. Yeah. Because then there was, you know, it grew to about 400 people. And to read other people's haiku to read their take on using a word, like I would do daily prompts. It would be a word or a concept, or one of my favorite things to do is our Sunday Renga, which is I'll start with a haiku, and the next person to comment takes the last line of the previous haiku, and that becomes their first line. Oh, cool. And to see that, to see that string of connected phrasing, but then to see how the stories morph and how the mm-hmm. topics change, I always felt so humbled because I would think these people are so much more talented than me. (laughs) I mean, I could never have written what John wrote or, I mean, we had some really active members and I would just, every day I looked forward to what they would write and it was really impressive. Yeah. It's a nice way to have a sense of community during a time when you weren't, where you were were supposed to be isolated and you weren't supposed to be with people. Yeah. Right. So You mentioned also that you were, well, we were all very affected by the news we were hearing at the time. As you said, nothing seemed good. Everything was bad. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know some people are more sensitive than others. Like, would you describe yourself as an empath? Probably to a degree, yes. Because other people's feelings affect me too. Like, if they're close to me, if they're friends and family, of course, most people can have that empathetic connection with people they love. But even for people that I don't know or haven't met, or I see a story or a situation, I could cry over it. I could feel really horrible about it and feel yeah. really helpless and want to help them in some way or reach out or donate to something or, yeah, but I don't, I wouldn't say I'm an empath to a degree that, that it drains me, that I can't right. be around people. Um, right. In fact, I really enjoy being around people. I, I love my own company too. I can spend a whole day alone and be quiet and read a book. But mm-hmm. I do enjoy being around people because I don't know, they just, I think we're meant to be together yeah. and have a close knit community, whether it's your neighborhood where you live or the group you volunteer with or the church mm-hmm. you go to or whatever. We all have different communities around us that serve different purposes, but I do think it's important to belong to yes. some two people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We are social beings after all. Right. I think it's a necessity too. Like human touch and contact is a necessity. Like we need that physical connection and 
that sense of touch. And we need to be around people because they lift us up and we pour into them without even knowing. And we get so much back from their friendship and they don't even realize how much it means. And yeah, I, I do enjoy being around people. And, yeah. and also like, ba- like when baby, like newborn babies, uh, I've read or heard somewhere that having the physical touch of like skin to skin is like super important mm-hmm. for their development and feeling safe and all that. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's in our, it's in our DNA and our, and our it nature. Is. <laughs> so yeah. So just to be clear then before 2020, you had never made a deck before or done haikus really, or were you writing much at all before 2020? I was not. No. Wow. 2020 was the year when I started writing, started journaling. Before that, I was just, you know, I had my full-time job, Mm -hmm. um, a small share owner in my company. I've been there for 17 years, you know, taking care of hubs in the house and, you know, having lunch on the weekends and going to the movies like everybody does. But, you know, it never occurred to me to all of a sudden take on this huge creative endeavor and start a side business and do something different. But it took something really monumental to make me think this can't be it. There has to be more than this. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. That was my theme of 2020 as well. (laughs) Right. Yes. It's like, is this it? Like, really? (laughs) Yeah. And that, that was a big year for you too, though, wasn't it? You moved. I, I didn't move that year. I moved the next year, but 2020 definitely was like the beginning of that for sure. But I did do um, some solo road trips that year. It was the first year without my dog. She died in 2019. And um, so going into 2020 without her was really hard too. And I had a bad breakup as well at the beginning of the year. It's getting personal now. But yes, it was not a great start to the year as it was. And then March came around and it was like, oh right. my God, are you serious? And and I had wanted to travel that year. I was like, I really wanted, I was planning to do that. And then I suddenly couldn't. So yeah, I did those road trips by myself because I was like, I need to do something. Um, so I was isolated in my car, but I got to drive around and that was life-changing for me for sure. And I, same type of thing with you. Like I, I, I felt something like awakened for sure. Like this, when I started looking at my writing and journaling a lot, a lot more than I usually do because I've been journaling since I was a kid. Yeah, it really changes things. And that brings me to my next question actually about journaling because journaling, I always recommend it to people and some people hate it and some people just love it. But I've just always found it so transformative. So what's been your experience with the journaling? Because you, as you said, you didn't do it much before 2020. Right. I didn't journal at all before 2020. I mean, I had other creative outlets. I loved mosaic art. And I would do it with, you know, broken pottery and clear resin and stones. Um, I love gardening. I've done some painting, but um, never had done any journaling or used it as an outlet or, you know, even as a self-care tool, which it 100% is. Yes. But um, having, having to live with so much negativity, it had to go somewhere. I couldn't just keep packing it in, right? Because every day there was more. So starting with the haiku and the writing... And then some days I would just, you know, like I said, I'd be on my back patio in the morning and then I would just write about something else. Like if I was writing a haiku and it, it brought up another thought or something, I would just write with that for a few sentences or maybe a paragraph. It didn't start out as a lot of journaling. I think you have to ease into it because like there's no rules around it. You're just writing. And I've since learned there's so many different styles of journaling and ways to create that time for yourself and, and different ways to journal. 
But um, if you're just brand new at it, you just start with a little bit of free flow for, you know, 10 minutes. And I did find it, yes, enlightening and insightful, but also I felt lighter. My mental load and emotional load felt lighter because now those feelings had somewhere to go. You know, then they could be processed and I could think about them more clearly and not externalize them. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how your brain can just can just go around and around in circles and chew on a thought and with no resolution ever. (laughs) But when you when you journal about it and you write, that's your way of processing it. And it breaks the loop. Yeah. And then you're discussing how you feel about it. And then you're labeling your feelings and then you're talking through them. And then maybe there's a lesson at the end or some kind of insight you didn't have before about what or why or when. Yeah. So for me, it started then. And now it's like three or four days a week for me. And I do it for a little bit longer than 10 minutes. I go 15 or 20, but it's always so it's such a relief to have enjoyed my morning that way. And then I feel, I just feel a little bit grounded. Like I might even just be writing about what my plans are, what I'd like to do, or the dream I had last night, or a conversation that I had with somebody recently that I'm still trying to work through. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is though, I've, I feel just like, I'm more connected with me because really you're just having a conversation with yourself. Yes, exactly. And so I still, yeah, I didn't, I didn't come to it until late in life. (laughs) Yeah. Three years ago. Right. Yeah. But what a helpful tool, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. No going back. Yeah. That's awesome. And I I will always advocate for journaling as like one of the first steps Mm -hmm. if someone's stuck on something, because that's just so helpful. So, and that kind of leads nicely into my next question about your Miracle Minutes membership that you have. It's a membership, right? Yes. Yeah. So why don't you explain a little more about what that is before I ask you about it? So it's um, Miracle Minutes. Miracle is an acronym and it, it is the process I created for developing and sticking with a journal habit. So Miracle is the seven steps of creating and sticking with the journal habit. And then the community is about me helping guide my members in their daily daily journaling with affirmation cards and oracle cards. And I use probably over a dozen different decks and it's a different card pool every day. And it's, it's the card, it's me sitting with the message and then writing a bit about it. And then that is like the kickstart for your morning journaling. So some people need a little bit of help in the beginning with what to write about. How do you get started? What, you know, what I'm sitting down with this blank page and facing a blank page is a little bit uh, intimidating. Yes. So I'm just, I'm just guiding people with a a thought to get started. And then the next day, the next morning, there's a new card and a new conversation about it. So when we do our, when we do our live sessions together, those are my favorite because I I get to actually, you know, have conversations with people and hear their thoughts on the cards and, Mm -hmm. It, you know, you could pull the same card, you know, one day and a couple months later, pull the same card, but you're different. Your mood is different with the thoughts and feelings that come up will be different and it's a different conversation. So to me, it's very personal because every day it's a new little, one of my members calls it like a mini lesson of the day, <laughs> but it's not a lesson. It's just me having a conversation about this one card I pulled and then you getting started with your own writing and your own conversation. And then I just love to hear what it means to people. I love to hear what came up for them. Or my favorite is when they tell me things like, 
oh, this is perfect for today. Or I, I really needed this today. This is the exact message I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And so I know it's, I know it's connecting with them and it's, it's helping them get started to have a good day. That's such a good ease into journaling for someone who's totally new to it or is intimidated by it or doesn't see the point of it. And they're like, well, I don't know how, what mm-hmm. it could do for me, but that's such a good way to get them started in it because having that prompt, who knows what will come of it, as you said, mm-hmm. and it's probably different for every single person too. Like no, no one's going to have the exact same thing that's going right. to come up for them. What does miracle stand for then? M is, first of all, we need to make the time for ourselves. We need to acknowledge that that we are worth our time and energy and effort, just like everybody else is. You know, we give our time to our family and our friends and our kids and our house and our job and the grocery store and the laundry. But 15 minutes out of the day is basically 1% of the day. So that is time that you deserve too. So M, make the time. I is for indulge yourself. So Mm. treat yourself to a few niceties, like a a nice scented candle that you light only during journaling, or treat yourself to a special box of tea that you only make when you journal, or light an incense, or turn some nice music on your iPhone, Mm. or, um, you know, actually buy yourself a new journal or something, make it something special, something that you look forward to so that you look forward to sitting down for the 15 minutes. And then R is to respect your process. So you've made the time, you've done your little, your ceremony of the tea and the candle and you're sitting down. So respect that process and don't let, try not to let things come in and interrupt that. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, if you have kids, there's absolutely things that are urgent, but most things can wait. Most things can wait. So respect the process that you've created for yourself so that you are able to keep this appointment with yourself and 15 minutes it goes by so quickly you know I mean it's it does set a timer and you'll be amazed at like oh time's up already it's Mm -hmm. it's funny how it seems like a long time to sit still without a screen in front of you or the tv on or your computer but it goes by so quickly and once you're in the flow of writing so much is going to come out if you just give yourself that time and then a is to allow your feelings So you've done these physical activities of making the time and indulging yourself and respecting your process. Now you're writing, allow your feelings to come forward without judgment, without shame or feeling guilty. Imagine that there's five or six of you around your dinner table and there's like eight-year-old you and teenage you and 20-something you and newly married you or all the different ages, you know. All of these women inside of you and men, they all have a voice too. They all have things to say and feelings to share and and memories that they're holding on to. So allow those feelings to come through because they deserve to be heard too, because they're a part of you. Mm -hmm. So what does that bring us to? Next would be C. Yeah, I don't have any notes in front of me. Um, (laughs) C is to cultivate curiosity about yourself and all the new thoughts and memories that are coming through. This also means to broaden your horizons with what you're learning about. So find new mentors and books to read and and motivational speakers and podcasts and take a course or a workshop on something interesting that maybe you discovered while you were writing. And this is really the fun part is to continue to be curious, continue to learn and expand your way of thinking about 
yourself and everything you're learning as you're journaling and all the new thoughts and feelings coming up. And then L is to listen to yourself, listen to your feedback, listen to, at this point, you might be even like tapping into your intuition or personal wisdom, listen Mm -hmm. to how you feel about things and what your gut reaction is to situations. And then from that, you'll learn to trust your feelings and have more confidence that you know what's right for you and you can feel what's right for you. And then finally, E is to evolve and grow. So E is the grand prize. Mm -hmm. If you're doing all of these things to sit down with your journal and respect your process and, and listen to yourself. And from all of that, you are evolving and growing with everything you're learning into the next version of you. And it's, it's then a repeat process. You continue to make the time, you continue to indulge yourself. And it's, it's the evolving and growing that really is like the whole point of life. Exactly. It's to have that growth mindset that destiny is not fixed. We can change the course of our lives if we want to. We have choices and decisions to make. And if you don't evolve and grow in your view on the world and yourself, and if you don't keep accepting new ideas and have a growth mindset that things can be learned and also unlearned from our past, um, what is the point? Because then every day is just the same. Yes. So yeah. those are the those are the miracle minutes steps or the process. So um, and and fifteen minutes a day is such a short amount of time. I think anybody can start with that. Uh, I love that. That is so you've captured all, all the magic of journaling so succinctly with that acronym. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. Said, I'm glad. Yeah. And as you said, it's only 15 minutes. Like that's so doable. Like anybody can do anything for 15 minutes. Right. So if you're listening to this and you've never journaled or you've been thinking, oh, I should journal, go do some miracle minutes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy to start if you just have one question or pull an affirmation card and just write about that thought. Yeah. You know, you can start with journaling and just have it be a brain dump of things that are bugging you. And that's a start too. And then you can ask why. Yeah. Why is that bugging me? What why why do I why am I bothered by that? Or why am I still curious about that? Or why do I still care about that thing from last year? Yes. Examine closely and use just use curiosity. And there's as you said, like there's no right or wrong way to do it. You can start however you want. Mm-hmm. So, but at the end yeah. of the day, you'll be better for it because who knows what will evolve and grow out of that. That's why yes. I love journaling. Because I just never know when I sit down and journal what epiphany am I going to have today? And that's, that's all, that's honestly how it goes a lot of the time. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've even been journaling, using journaling the last few, this past weekend to work through something that I was like really stuck on. And now I have like such more, I have so much more clarity around it now too. So it really can be transformation. And I like how your recipe for journaling, the miracle thing, it, it's not, I I could see that applying like to life in general, like taking time for yourself. Right. You know, self the whole self care thing, being cultivating the people around you and what you want, and uh, yeah, uh, listening to yourself. I I see that applying like even on a bigger scale too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. I mean, ultimately, it's about self care because yeah, when you journal, you start to learn the lessons of your life and talk through your emotions, and you have less anxiety and depressive thoughts because you're getting your feelings out. You're learning, you're learning to have more gratitude because you see all the little things to be grateful for in your day. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's what talk therapy, that's what 
behavioral, like when you go sit with a therapist and talk through it all, that's exactly what you're doing with your journal, except it's way cheaper. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you know, when you, when you're actually feeling better with your, with your journaling and it's, it's helping you handle the world around you with all of your thoughts and, and feelings, well, then you just sleep better. You sleep better because your brain isn't running around with all these thoughts. And so when you sleep better and have better rest, well, then you're boosting your immune system because it's getting the rest it needs. It's that's when our body rejuvenates is when we rest. Mm -hmm. So then we wake up feeling better and actually refreshed, like we've had a good night's sleep. And then you you don't have that fog brain in the morning. You've got mental clarity. You've got the energy. Like you're ready for your day, right? You're gonna yeah. You, you can take on the world, and you can do that project at work. And well, you're feeling good. You're more productive. Well, that also leads to socializing more because you mm -hmm. feel better. You're happier. You're in a good mood. So you want to be around people, and people that socialize more. You know, when they have stronger social connections and meaningful relationships, it's been shown that those people live longer. Because mm -hmm. they have, they have more meaning in their life with the people in their life. Totally. And when you're living longer, then you have better heart health. You know, you're more active doing things with people because you you feel good. So it's just like the benefits are never ending. Yeah. Because you're yeah. just you're starting with you and you're starting with your thoughts. Right. And I don't know what's that saying where it's like serving yourself first actually ends up serving others, something like that. Because like if you're taking care of yourself first that's gonna like ripple effect outwards because you'll be so that much happier and more able mm -hmm. to better serve and help others or to be in a better place as you said you'll want to be more social mm -hmm. like there's just no downside really <laughs> to yeah. it so. you have you have more to give because you're right. giving to yourself you're like exactly. filling your own tank first yeah and then I mean and then you don't even know who you're being an example to who's watching you who's learning from you who's being inspired by you you know it's just it's a beautiful thing. Yes. So you sound like you could be like a self-care coach. <laughs> would you <laughs> would you describe yourself that way or is that something you're aspiring to or are you just keeping this business kind of like a, as a side hustle thing right now or Um it is a side business because I do still work. Yeah. I like the idea of a coach. I'm not certified in anything. I'm not, <laughs> you know, a behavioral therapist or anything. But right. If I can just help you bring out a little bit more of what's good in you, then then that makes me happy. You know, if I can, you know, with a morning with a morning card pull and some journaling time on a on a personal topic or uplifting thought, then I don't know. That's enough for me. I you know to help yeah. somebody start off their day in a in a good way in a positive mindset with gratitude and a little bit of journaling time. I don't know what comes after that, but I mean it's it's a wonderful thing right now that I'm just enjoying so much. Yeah, it's a good start, both to the day and just to the business in general, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a couple of years. The membership is coming up on one year. So mm -hmm. to me, that's still relatively new. And we're still pivoting on things we do each week. We just started doing um, weekly accountability sessions, you know, because mm -hmm. keeping a habit's hard, you know, changing habits are hard. So we'll start off our Mondays with 15 minutes of, of Miracle Minutes time. And it's just a way to show up for yourself and, and to support others trying to do the same thing. So we're just starting to do that. We do um, card sessions every Wednesday, cards and convos. So that's my favorite time because I actually get to see and talk to everybody face to face. Yeah. But yeah, whatever people need in the group, whatever feedback I'm getting, I want to incorporate that. So it 
really serves their needs. So it really makes them want to show up every day. Mm -hmm. And that's so having that accountability in that community is really helpful for a lot of people, right? Especially yeah, people who procrastinate or <laughs> talk themselves out right. of it. You know? Yep. I mean, the, it's think of it like this. If, if you're in any kind of a fitness program or um, health challenge, or you're trying to work out three or four days a week, 100%, you need accountability to show up. You need, you know, the workout buddy to check in with. It absolutely keeps you motivated and keeps you going. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We can't, we can't always do that for ourselves. No, exactly. Cause that, that, that is hard and it's, that's a skill. I think it's a skill that many people don't have. Like self-care is a, is a kind of a skill, right? Um, it's mm -hmm. not really taught to us growing up. We don't always have the best examples shown to us in pop culture. Um, so it can be hard to know how do you do it? What does it look like? And not just what does it look like? What does it look like for me personally? Because it's different mm -hmm. for everyone. Mm -hmm. And finding that, you know, that reason to even bother doing it a lot of people struggle with that. I, 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 even I still struggle with that sometimes. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we tend to let other things come before ourselves. Right. And when self-care just means like getting up and taking a shower today, instead of putting it off one more day, or it means right. getting outside and going for your two mile walk, even though you really don't want to, you've got to be a little bit, you know, strict with yourself, that self-care mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it just means taking care of your mental, emotional, and physical self because nobody else is going to do that for us. And I noticed on your website that uh, when you were describing the Miracle Minute membership, you mentioned that it's about moving from chaos to a more centered place. Yes. Which that's pretty huge. <laughs> a lot of people are feeling chaotic these days, right? Right. And, and it's the same way as you start your day. You can get up in the morning and then you're immediately faced with last night's dishes and the laundry right. you didn't do. And, oh, you need to vacuum. And, oh, yeah, you need to log on to work or go to work by 830 or 9. And it's all the other 1,000 things that we do during the day that it's on this mental running to-do list. Like we wake up and feel behind. Mm -hmm. We wake up and feel like already there's just too much to do. I can't possibly sit down with and journal for 15 whole minutes, right? Right. But when you do, you center yourself. You look at, okay, today, this is what's really important and everything else can wait. And I'm going to give myself this time to get my thoughts in order and to collect myself and to know what I'm doing and to feel grounded in your decisions. Like you've made your decisions. Now you're going to go about your day with a sense of confidence and calm and you don't feel like you're running around failing everything and, and you can't get it all done. It's, uh, you know, it's about just giving yourself some grace and forgiveness. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. And I think being centered is such a, it's, that's a good place to start if you're trying to make any kind of effective change in your life or take control of something. Um, Cause the chaos doesn't, that's not a good, that doesn't foster that environment. Right. So mm -hmm. when you're feeling, when, when you're personally feeling centered, how does that feel for you? Like, how, how do you know when you're feeling grounded and centered? For me, it's, I know because I'm, I'm not as likely to be distracted by the next urgent thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to prioritize better. And I'm able to put the people in my life first, instead of trying to take care of all the little things that don't really matter all that much. It's like being distracted by shiny things. When you're more centered yes. and you're sure of yourself, you're less likely to be distracted by all the little shiny things that come up or the small crises that want to kind of take over our time and attention when really they can wait or they're really not that much of a crisis or somebody else can handle it or 
they can do it for themselves or I can say no this time. I don't, I don't have to volunteer at the school this time or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that we always want to say yes to journaling for me is like, I'm saying yes to myself first. I'm, I'm getting connected with what I want and what's with what's important to me. And then I'll go about my day and make decisions accordingly. Yeah. And I think feeling centered, it will feel different person to person too. Mm-hmm. Like right, in the body right. and in your mind, you, what comforts you and makes you feel centered is different from what you what you personally feel versus me. Mm-hmm. So it's right. also, I think about finding what that is for you, like finding out what that looks like for you if you've never experienced it before or it's been a while since you felt that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very easy to let other people tell us what's important and what exactly what needs to be on our own to do list. I mean, and I'll say that with a caveat: if you have kids or a family. Of course, they're at the top of that list, but there's a lot of outside influence that we get distracted by that we sometimes don't really need to. Right. You should be doing this. If you're a mom of, and you're in whatever, if you're doing this type of work, you should do this. This is what you should be feeling. And then you feel bad if you're not feeling or doing those things and you think you're doing it wrong. Right. When really that's lo- <laughs> just not the way that you center yourself. It could be different. Yeah. yeah. When you're not sure of yourself, there's a lot of comparison that goes on with other people. Yes. And, you know, we learn early on how to compare ourselves to others. And that's, I mean, that's when I said we have some unlearning to do. I think that's one of them. Absolutely. That's that's definitely one of them. (laughs) Place to start. Yeah. Well, I think a a good way to kind of wrap things up and end things would be to do a card pull. So I understand you have your cards with you. So yes, let's do, let's, why don't you pull a card for me and let's see what happens. (laughs) Okay. So are you familiar with the chakra energies? Yes. So the root chakra is um, at the base of our spine. It's our sense of being grounded and connected. It's our sense of safety and self-assurance. The sacral chakra is just below our belly button. It's our creative center. It's where we are connected to our emotions and it's our sense of passion and creativity. Solar plexus is in the center of our chest. And that is our, that is our courage and personal optimism. It's our self-esteem. It's about feeling capable to get things done. And then we have our heart chakra. It's our kindness and compassion and love, both for others and ourselves. And then the throat chakra, it's our ability to speak our truth and to communicate effectively with others and feel heard and understood. And then we have our third eye chakra here in our forehead. It's our connection to our intuition and our insight, our personal wisdom. And then our crown chakra, top of our head, Um, it's our connection to our sense of the divine and our connection Mm -hmm. and sense of oneness to others. So which of those, which of those is calling to you more? Um, We can also look at the different colors. Yeah. The purple is really standing out to me. That's the crown, right? Yes, it is. Yes. So I will, I will do just a little bit more shuffling because you always have to give all the cards equal chance to be pulled. Okay. Our entwined heartstrings shall meet somewhere in time among watchful stars. Mm. Our entwined heartstrings shall meet somewhere in time among watchful stars. So if you have a connection to someone that's not here anymore, or maybe your sweet dog that you lost in 2019, this is a message to, to know that, that your connection, your sense of love, your what I call heartstrings here, that doesn't go away when somebody's no longer with us. And so we still have that sense of connection to them. And sometimes you can even feel them or hear their voice, or you think back on a memory and feel like you're 
you're back there with them for that moment in time. Right. And I like to say that you'll meet somewhere among watchful stars, like up in the heavens, traveling the universe, because you, you never know where we go afterwards. Right. So as you were saying all of that, the, the, the first thing that popped into my head for me, it probably has a lot to do with where I'm feeling I'm at right now in life, was I was thinking about my future self and like meeting her and like where I want to be. And I feel like she, she obviously exists somewhere out there, right? Somewhere out there, I'm doing all the things I really want to be doing, <laughs> um, but I'm just not there yet. So when you were talking about that, I imagine that it was me entangled kind of with my future self. That is so beautiful. And when you said that, I got chills. And no one has ever brought up that perspective when we've talked about this card before. Nobody. Oh. Nobody mentioned that our entwined heart springs is with our future self. Yeah. Wow. Or the higher version. So that is so beautiful, Emma. Thank you. That's that's so that. cool that that came out of out of that. Just a card pull. Yeah. Just, that's Just a, a card, card pull. pull, right? Yeah. So let's do another one. Yeah. I'll send you a picture of that one. Sure. Okay. This one is the, um, this is the third eye chakra actively rest on magical do nothing days, a purposeful peace. Mm. Actively rest on magical do nothing days, a purposeful peace. I feel like that's telling me that I need to do that because I haven't been. <laughs> Every oh, yeah? day I've been doing, 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 even on the weekends, which is like my like non client days, non work days. I'm always, mm -hmm. I'm still doing a bunch of things volunteer things mm -hmm. um, more so lately. Yeah. I have not had a do nothing day in a long time. <laughs> yeah. And the point of that do nothing day is yes, you are resting, but you're actively resting. You are, right. you might be reading a book. You might be eating nourishing foods that you haven't been lately or taking a nap if you don't allow yourself naps. But mm -hmm. when it finishes with a purposeful piece, we all need that downtime to like, rest and rejuvenate and get you know kind of refuel our energy and even refuel our our passion and motivation for doing the things we love so yeah. i think you do need to have a do nothing day i think I, that's a sign i do need to do that have i just <laughs> relax with the dog because i have a i have a different dog now and yeah, yeah i don't know just do nothing <laughs> mm -hmm. said. yeah Good reminder. Your puppy, it's, a blanket, your remote control, bowl yes. of popcorn, and then a nap. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and that's that's a good activity to do in winter here in Canada. So, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I have really enjoyed our time today. I really Me have. Me too. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Me too. This was really fun. I, I thought I was an expert journaler. I've been journaling since I was like eight or seven or six, so like 20 plus years. And I still learned something today about journaling. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. I, I would yeah. consider you an expert journaler because <laughs> number one, you're sticking with that habit. Number two, you still mm -hmm. have all those journals, which is phenomenal. Yep. Yep. They're That's in an a, amazing a personal library. Oh, it's like literally its own case. It's just, there's like 30, 40 journals in there roughly. And they're, they're full. Like I actually use them. So but I also mm -hmm. have a journal buying habit. Uh, <laughs> that's my vice. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Well, before you go, where can people find you if they want to connect further and, or, and do you have any offers or anything coming up um, that you want to share? Yeah. So the best place to reach out to me is my website, yourinspiredwords.com. And then from there, you can email me. I would love to hear 
kind of what any insights you guys had from today or what aha moments you had. My socials are on there, so you can connect and follow there. And I am doing a workshop coming up soon in March because it's like spring renewal. It's like I said, spring is my favorite season of the year. Um, So that's coming up in March. I've just got a waiting list going for that right now. But yes, visit me on my website, send me a message. I'd love to chat with anybody. And I do have a couple of free offers too. So you can, you can sign up for a free card pool or you can download um, 14 journaling questions to get started if, if your interest was piqued in journaling. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's a good prompt. I'll put all the links in the show notes below. Um, and my final question for you, what advice can you give our listeners today for living a wild, creative life? I would say just follow the tiniest bit of curiosity that you have about something. Even if you've ever said, oh, I wonder what it would be like to do X, Y, Z. Well, go try that or at least read about it or find some place in your town where there's lessons or a meetup group that does that thing or something, but just do a little bit of digging and then you'll find yourself taking the next step and the next step. That's awesome. Follow those threads of curiosity. I love that. Right, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Kat, for your time today and for sharing your cards with us. It was a real pleasure. Thank you, Emma. It was my pleasure as well. All right, that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Kat. I sincerely hope that you try out journaling if you haven't before or that you get into it more if you're kind of dabbling with it. The results that can come from it are truly amazing. If you'd like to connect with Kat online, all her links are below in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the podcast overall, please do rate and review. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, and share. I also have a Patreon for the show if you'd like to support it that way. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas for future episodes, please email me at emmacavetna at gmail.com. Otherwise, until we meet again, stay wild, stay creative. Stay creative.